Hey, I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. Oh, God, it feels so weird. Oh, and weird. we are Rewinders <laughs> Podcast. It just doesn't feel right. Uh, I mean, we got it. It feels so weird. I hate it. I hate it. And then I forgot to go right into it. I want Joe back. <laughs> I almost got it. I almost had it. I, we let it breathe. For, okay, one more try. One more try. Mm. Hey, I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding movies that you didn't want to watch, so we did, and uh, we're going to see if they hold up. And this week, we are forcibly opening Wally World to bring you National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, uh, man. And what a movie that was. Had you guys seen this movie before? Oh, yes. This movie was very heavily rotated in our family. Uh, my, my parents love the, the National Lampoon movies. Vacation was heavily watched growing up, referenced continuously. Christmas Vacation more so than any of them, but the original Vacation still stands out strong. European Vacation I've seen maybe two times, three times. It's all right. It's, it's got its moments. And then uh, Vegas Vacation, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that some other time. I've never seen any of the National Lampoon's movies in their entirety. So it was weird spending an hour and a half with the Griswold. Well, to be honest, this is the best best movie too, other than Christmas Vacation, in my opinion. Christmas Vacation is is uh, it's a fun ride. I have problems with these movies, which I'm sure we'll end up getting into. We've already kind of covered it with other movies, but anyways, yeah, I've, I've, I tried to make myself watch this movie back in the day, and I was in and out of it. Not necessarily my favorite movie. I forced myself to watch it back when I was forcing myself to watch movies that people said were great. Because I was doing that, I went into it with a bad attitude, and I don't believe I ever actually saw the end of this movie. I think I stopped watching it once they got to Wally World and it was closed. I was like, all right, well, that's enough of this movie, and turned it off. Ooh, yeah. You missed missed some good stuff. After, yeah. after a, a, a large amount of, of mediocrity. Oh, man, I'm going to have a hard time with words today. Right. You, you missed John Candy. How, how could you do that to him? I'm upset about that because John Candy was the sparkling, shiny bit of happiness in this movie. The last five minutes. <laughs> I could have watched an entire buddy cop movie of John Candy and Clark Griswold going across the country being kidnapped and trying to deal with that. That would have been so much more entertaining. Not saying I wasn't entertained by this movie this time around, but... There's gotta be a movie like that. That does sound fun. Chevy Chase and John Candy in a buddy cop movie? No, don't, do not tell me that Hollywood failed us. Well, we, we got Chevy Chase and uh, Dan Aykroyd in some films together, but I, I don't believe we ever had Chevy Chase and John Candy in a movie together like this. We had John Candy as a cop in Canadian Bacon. Yup. And then we had Spies Like Us with... Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, but... I'd... Was that before or after this movie? There's Cops and Robertsons. Oh, we don't, we don't talk about Cops and Robertsons. But yeah, that's um, <laughs> only Chevy Chase and a bunch of people. Oh, I guess you can count Diane Leist. Uh, 1985 was Spies Like Us. Okay, because I got the feeling that there was a clever nod to something when Clark is flirting with the uh, girl in the red car, and, he sa- and she says, you're not in the CIA. Like, that felt like it was supposed to be a clever nod to something that he had just previously been in. Uh, when was, when was uh, Fletch? But Fletch, he was a reporter. I haven't seen that movie. Fletch was also 85, but Fletch, he's a reporter. That's, 
He's not like a cop right. or anything. Does he have an actual gun in that movie? I believe he's posing with a gun. He does not, actually. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I guess I, I looked into it. The only other film that's like highly referenced that has both Chevy Chase and John Candy is Nothing But Trouble. I don't know if you guys remember that movie at all. It's uh, got Dan Aykroyd and uh, who else? Uh, Demi Moore. You know, the people that always show up in movies that Chevy Chase does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 super helpful, Rothy. Well, it's it's that weird that weird one. Um, okay, that's, uh, Chevy again, Chase and doesn't help. Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. <laughs> Chevy Chase and Demi Moore are like driving somewhere, and they get pulled over by a cop. Oh, in the middle of nowhere, and they get brought back to this weird ass like town or or like house or something like that. And it's run by like a very heavily prosthetic uh, Dan Aykroyd and whoever else. It's just like so. It's a gender bent misery. It, it's it feels like. Um, it feels like a 1980s, like, gross-out version of, uh, I would say Rocky Horror Picture Show, but with a slightly different plot. Like, they're trapped, but they can't escape, and yada yada, all this other stuff. I, I don't even remember. I saw that movie once. Once. I just, I know that they're in it. That's all I know. I don't think I've ever seen that. I know the title of the movie exists. Uh, you you could have told me it was a Clint Eastwood movie, and I'd believe you. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds like it could be, but no, it's a, it's a crazy, deranged house full of... I'm going to be pissed if I don't look it up. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, while you look it up, maybe I can take some time to sum- summarize this movie. Like most National Lampoon's mo- movies, Chevy Chase plays Clark Griswold, and he has big high hopes. This time, he's taking them on vacation, a road trip across the United States from Chicago to L.A. to visit a Disney Park knockoff called Wally World. On the way, hijinks ensues. And that's the entire movie. Mm-hmm. There's racism and misogyny and an old lady dies and a, a poor, poor dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Stinky. Two poor dogs, if you ask me. There's the one dog who was just having a great time biting everyone, but there was the second dog where Clark Griswold was falling asleep at the wheel and he was driving through the neighborhood and I swear that wasn't a live dog that they picked up by its neck. I, this entire movie... Growing up, that is the scene that made me belly laugh every single time it happened. <laughs> I get what you're saying, Ken, because that was, uh, I had to actually double take this time around. I'm like, is, is that a real well, dog? We, <laughs> right, we just it. came off of Rambo and the rats, and I was like, oh no, that dog's moving its head, I think. I mean, it could have been a very talented puppeteer. Yeah, that, that looked, it certainly looked like a real dog. So, I have a question, because I have no experience with the National Lampoon's movies. Is Vacation not, like, the first movie? Are we watching these films out of order, like I thought we were with Rambo? Vacation Vacation is the first in the Vacation franchise. So this is the very first Vacation movie. Okay. Yeah. So there are other movies with the Griswolds? I, I understand where you're coming from, Dan, though. With the Griswolds, what you have is you have Vacation, then you have European Vacation, then you have Christmas Vacation, and then you have Vegas Vacation. Okay. And then you have the reboot Vacation that comes mid-20-aughts. Oh, okay. Okay. Ed Helms plays, I guess, a grown-up Russ who decides to go take his family on a vacation, similar in the same vein as what Clark did. So I never saw that one. I saw funny things in the trailers, and, you know, there's some good stuff, but I just never got around to seeing it. I have seen the other four, but yes, we are starting with the first one this time around. So there, there aren't any other... There aren't any other movies with the Griswolds 
prior to vacation. Like we're just drop we're dropped into not this the is, whole, right. This the is the first one. and their and their interactions. Okay. Yes, we're dropped into their crazy world. And they make references in this movie to movies that would have happened prior to this if they would have actually had made that movie prior. Yeah, that's why I was confused cuz like they reference a bunch of other stuff around the same time. Yeah, like we're supposed to know what they're yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to make it feel like it's a uh, already living, breathing series and you're joining a family at one point in their life. What's the term I'm thinking of? Um, in Is it in media res? That's a term. Let's, uh, let's say that is the term. In though. the middle of a narrative. That's, that's what it means. Yeah, there okay. you go. And that's exactly what it is. In medias res, yes. That's that's right. Okay. Look at us talking film. Look like at us we know using, what we're talking using about. film terms and stuff. I mean, this isn't film. That's that's technically a, a term for storytelling, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I got it. It's fine. Right. Well, they use it in film. They should be telling stories in film or cinema. It is one of the tenets of the language of cinema, as I understand. It's wild that they let you take that in college. We don't have Joe. He can't. He can't confirm it for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, oh, we are at a disadvantage. I probably should have addressed the fact that Joe's not here this week. We have lost him. We will find him eventually, but this week he's gone walkabout on his own vacation, maybe. I, I don't entirely know. We'll find him for another episode, possibly next week, or two weeks from now. Two, week, two weeks from now? I, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I don't know if I'd be able to edit this fast enough. I forgot that we were recording this week, so I finished the movie ten minutes before I pushed record here. Hey, at least you didn't pull a me and be watching it as we're as we're as we're you know recording. I haven't I haven't done that more than once or twice or four or five times. We should have listeners so they can put together quizzes for us for uh, past episodes we did to remind us of weird stuff that happened in the podcast. I would fail so hard. <laughs> Man, they could have a quiz being like, hey, which movie did you watch of this list? And I would be lost still. But we're not talking about those movies. We're talking about this movies. Talk about this movie. This this John Hughes, Harold Ramis vehicle with Chevy Chase and everyone else. Yeah. And I think it's maybe time we get into stuff that we like about this movie. Well, I mean, for all of the, I mean, not for all, for the last few episodes, we've had some kind of heavy films. This was not a heavy film. It was rather entertaining. I didn't finish the film and want, like, the hour and a half of my time back. Yeah. So that that's good, right? That's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a Harold Ramis movie, which makes me happy. It really feels like it. I mean, it feels like we're on a Harold Ramis kick right now. I mean, we, what, you guys watched Caddyshack, and then prior to that, what else? Oh, um, did you guys do Stripes? Yeah, we did yeah, stripes. stripes. You were there for that one, though. No, I was not. Or Caddyshack. Yeah. Did I miss two Harold Ramis movies? That... That makes me sad. We possibly could have used a different uh, viewpoint on Caddyshack. We were all very negative about it, but there were certain things going on in the world that made us very negative about it. Also, it was a bad movie. Yeah, that that was a bad that was a bad week. <laughs> that was a bad week. But uh, yeah, this is probably my favorite Hale Ramis movie. I, I I don't know between this and Groundhog Day which one I'd probably choose, but. I really love this movie. It has a lot of sentimental value for me. Groundhog Day is just one of those movies I can put on whenever and just have it in the background. It makes me happy. But yeah, I, I, I love this movie. The quotability of this movie is endless. There's tons of quotes, tons of great moments. I, yeah, lots of just real fun, uh, I guess, one-liners they would be. Like when uh, Clark's gone insane and he's like, nope, just going to get some uh, sporting goods. Very funny. Yep, yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna have so much fucking fun that we're gonna need plastic surgery to wipe the smiles off our faces. <laughs> like that's 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 just as good of a line as uh, when he when he freaks out in Christmas Vacation, does his whole montage or does his whole monologue and yeah, then screams the holy shit, where's the Tylenol or whatever. But when when Clark goes crazy when he snaps, that's that's amazing. I always love that. Uh, we got Eugene Levy in this movie too. That's that's awesome. He was the smarmy salesman in the beginning. Oh, screwed him over on the car. Yeah. Have you ever uh, had a bad car experience like that? Because I actually kind of had vicariously. My aunt went to go buy a car, and they uh, took her card and would not return it when uh, they sold her a lemon of a car. Can't say I've been through that. That sucks. I've only ever bought one car, and I've been looking at getting a replacement for the car that I currently have, so I'm not looking forward to getting raked over the coals. Yeah, well, luckily we have the internet nowadays to be able to be like, hey, these people are pieces of shit, and uh, allow us to uh, keep keep businesses honest, if you will. Yeah, there would have been a lot of problems in this movie that would have been solved had they had uh, modern day technology such as a cell phone to tell them where to drive speaking of which oh my god that intro with the uh with the car on the tv and the early google maps that was incredible and the crossover from the video games yes my mind was blown that they put the two systems together without any networking and they had the video games interact with the google maps <laughs> or whatever program that is it is and i just it's such a good sequence i love it it's it's so funny that that uh was very prescient of the movie to uh in- include future technology from a typewriter god that was so good i mean that was that was just a commodore 64 and an atari 2800 Shh. actually i was wondering which ones those were i think it was a 2800 2800 uh this is 1980 so probably i couldn't i couldn't see it from the front so 82? I don't remember. 83. This is an 83 movie. It came out before I was born. Yeah. When did the 2600 come out? Yeah. Oh, that might have been a 2600. 2600 came out in 82. 2800 was 83. So it... Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it. But are you going to? Because 80... The 2600 had more wood paneling than the 2800. Sure. Oh well, it doesn't matter. I'm I yeah, I'm that's I'm fine. derailing the entire conversation here. <laughs> I was just gonna say music. I love the music in this film, and I love that the theme song is written by Lindsay Buckingham, which makes me even happier. Dancing across the USA or Holiday Road. Yes, Holiday okay. Road. Lindsay Buckingham from the lead singer slash lead guitarist of uh, Fleetwood Mac. So <laughs> it's got that style to it. It's it's such a classy tune. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Holiday Road, after watching this movie, was the only thing that stuck with me for so long. It is an earworm for me. It just keeps getting stuck. I always think of Holiday Road as being part of, like, a late 50s, early 60s, like, sock hop. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's got... It's got some feeling like that, like your early Americana. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And it feels like they're hearkening back to that. And uh, they try with uh, also falling into that with having Clark keep on using, what do you call them when, when, when you got a standard, like the cliche road trip words, like uh, road trip metaphors. Somewhere. If everything were like home, there'd be no reason to leave. He's got all those different things about road trips where it's like, ah, yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. I've, I have personally said this out loud to convince myself to go on a vacation that I didn't necessarily want to go on. And I've been on just terribly boring vacations, still managed to uh, convince myself that I was having fun by using these sort of metaphors, uh, not metaphors, like a truism or something like that. Like not a truism though. Cause that's idioms. 
Uh, sure. Remember when I said we need Joe? Uh, Joe wouldn't know what he's talking about, what I'm talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Fair. But yeah, all those, uh, all those, uh, catchphrases that you use to describe, uh, describe why you would go on a vacation. Every time you say one, it's like, oh no, I've said that. And that's, uh, part of why this movie works is because there's a lot of things in this movie that you catch yourself having experienced in some form or another this movie feels like it's funny yes however then it takes that it's true and bumps it up another level that's that's the whole staple of this film it's uh comedy you add the absurdity into it and that's what makes it just like jump yep 10 feet higher than it than it would have like like the dog tied to the bumper like it probably ran for a mile My cousin Eddie and his entire family. I mean, there's a lot to love. It's, there's a lot to love, but there's also a lot that's uh, problematic just based off the fact that it is a National Lampoon movie. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I mean, just the, the core concept. The core concept of the fact that it's just a, a family road trip movie, which so many people can harken back to and remember what a family road trip is like. It's always, like, spun up to be this grandiose thing, but it always sucks when it really boils down to it. Right, It's been right, so right, much right. more time doing what you want to do if you just flew. It's very... <laughs> versus being trapped in a car and miserable, but there's this whole stigma behind it where you're trying to pull back, like, this whole, like, Americana thing that you're talking about from, like, the 50s and 60s of get in a car, go with the family, experience the entire drive, everything you see on along the way. <laughs> right. Right off the bat, one of those things I was trying to say, nothing worthwhile is easy. I actually wrote that one down. And he also says, yeah, flying so impersonal, you've go up in the air you put on your headphones and you're not doing anything like yeah but that's two hours you're driving two weeks across country and the first thing the kids do as soon as you get out of city limits is they put their headphones on so you're already (laughs) (laughs) see the the thing is like to get from and i i have experience with this getting from say southern wisconsin to california takes four days that depends that, on who's that's driving. that's the that's the the scenic route. oh sure, sure sure unless you are like going way out of your way and not like trying to get to your destination right. and their destination was wally world so why were they stopping at all of these other things along uh, the way because they didn't want to visit uncle eddie I feel like he added oh, that. Oh, God, it's so irritating. He didn't want to visit Uncle Eddie, so he put the House of Mud in there because he'd much rather see Mud than but Eddie. wouldn't you want to visit Uncle Eddie? And honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things I don't like. Uncle Eddie. Yeah. That entire section <laughs> of the movie brought it, just, the yeah. movie down. It was just, oh. Oh, but it's it's Do so, you? you gotta have some sort of messed up family in the movie. I mean, it's going across country. Do you? Family. When, yeah. when your family like, a, yeah. already is pretty messed up? Because you, it just you adds are the, the reason why your family is messed up. It just adds to the embarrassment, though. You have to have it in the film. You didn't have, you have to, to because this is the first movie in the series. After you introduce Eddie in this series, you kind of have to have him in subsequent True. movies. But, but you Especially after uh, Edna's not sending him back checks. Yeah. <sighs> well, before we before we get down that round, other things, other things. Did you guys notice the the little uh, dishwashing gig in the in the beginning? Yes, actually, I didn't notice Katie this. was watching it with me. Yes. She's just like, they're not washing the dishes, and I'm like, what? She's like, no, they're they're yep. not washing the dishes. She's just scooping the shit off the plates, giving him to Chevy Chase, and Chevy's wiping them I off and putting them on the, wrong the, with that the goddamn it made me uncomfortable. Yep, yep. That's why. He says that's his favorite bit in the movie, and almost nobody notices it. And it took me probably about, I don't know, my mid-20s until I realized it, and I laughed my ass off just watching him. Just He's not rinsing them. He's not doing anything with the water. He's just wiping them down, putting them away. I'm sure there's plenty of really good bits like that in this movie that you just don't notice. Uh, 
It's a good, good, good bit. There I was like that. a like store that had a open sign, but the sign said, "I believe, I believe the sign says that says sorry, we're open." Yeah. Oh, nice. That's the it's the the like the way station in the middle right. of the desert. I, was like, I just saw it. So like right above that, I got the uh, he takes off his watch because he's being overheated while he's walking through the desert. He starts taking all his clothes, including the watch. Like, man, he must be real hot if it's that watch. Yep. If that watch is going to mess. Yeah, when he took the watch off, I lost it. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really funny bits in this movie. There's a lot of gags in here that, like, if you're not you're not paying attention to them, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't catch it. And I think that's yeah. what makes that's what makes the Lampoon's films good. Like I said, I haven't seen all I haven't seen any of them in their entirety, but there's just there's so many good gags, and I'm betting there's probably a bunch of running ones across the films. Green Station Wagon for sure. Well, it's yeah. just kind of yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely part of it. A motif of the movie, I guess. I don't know. For for me, one of the standout scenes has always been when the dog pissed on the uh, picnic basket. Watching Clark dancing and 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 you know, flirting with the the girl in the Ferrari from a distance. And then just to hear that, that saying come from Beverly D'Angelo behind him and watching him just spitting out his sandwich all over the ground. I love the way he spits it out. And Edna's still just smiling and eating it, even after it's been disclosed. Yeah, she just shrugs. She, That's why she, she died. She shrugs and this continues to eat. That's why she died. She died from she piss, piss sandwiches? Head trauma? That hit, hit I, hard. Uh, I completely thought it was head trauma from this viewing. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't realize how hard they took that in. Yeah, it broke, uh, what's his name? Rusty's uh, nose? It broke her hat. <laughs> it broke her straw hat. And it gave Audrey her period. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> internal bleeding, I guess. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was a hard hit. <laughs> Ah, man. It's nothing to be proud of. I mean, it was like a good 50 yards. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and a vehicle mm-hmm. that big. Yeah. Feels like we've reached the end of things we liked of this film. I mean, I, I have so many, it's just I could go on for ages, because, I, I mean, practically the whole film's jokes land. Yeah. Sure. That's uh, true. Shoebox of weed. Shoebox of weed, yes. Yes, exactly. How do you feel about the, uh... Daddy says I'm best at it line. Oh. oh, I laughed my ass off. I laughed my ass off. Oh, God, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> See, I figured that'd be a really good transition to things we might not care about with this movie. <laughs> I always I always had fond memories, like like some of the more quotable moments growing up and like all through my adulthood. One of my favorite scenes in that part is definitely uh, where his daughter's mixing the Kool-Aid with her arm. I've always remembered that. I've always known that that's can coming I, can up. Can I help and, you and with that Kool-Aid? <laughs> please yep. please let me help the, the you real, the real tomato ketchup but then hands down one of the most quotable things in this entire movie for me personally and one of the things I always think back to fondly and laugh my ass off internally when I hear it is just I don't know why they call this hamburger helper it does just fine on its own <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that bit was in the movie and I, I laughed quite a bit this time around because that was very good. Uh, my my mom absolutely <laughs> hated Hamburger Helper, so I've never like I've never had I've never had it. It was never something that was in my 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 family home, and I've like always like walked past it in the grocery store, and be like, you know what, I should try this just so I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I just I just never have. It's like buying cans. Oh, of you spam. still haven't? Oh wow. 
we we had that in tuna helper a lot as as we were growing up but all it is is just the essentials that go with hamburgers so you provide the meat they provide the rest of the meal oh so, yeah it's right noodles. you provide the meat oh they god provide that's the horrifying and the they made spices. burgers out of just the no, other it's... things that are not burgers oh oh no yeah that's that's the joke <laughs> it's it's noodles and hamburger spices ah yeah <laughs> 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 oh, you guys! You cannot see the 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 pain. It hurts. And that's that's I why it's even it. better. It makes when me he happy. Says the, Things I like about this movie. Exactly. When he says he likes it more than tuna helper, he's eating something that doesn't even have tuna too. It's just noodles <laughs> and cheese packets and shit. Of which is, uh, yeah, the cheese packets and tuna helper are not. Uh, it's not the best. Uh, it's like Kraft macaroni is maybe like a bump upward. A little bit in quality, right. but not too much. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, going to Velveeta. Oh, God. I don't know if it would grill well, though. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it did, if that's what they even grilled. Right. I want to know what she was packing it with. Like, like she was at the table, clearly, packing something in a bowl that looked like meat that was about to be cooked, but it wasn't meat. So what the hell is she packing the hamburger just helper like mix with? like ground chicken? No, no, no. There's no, no meat no in meat. this. Oh, no Griswold meat. says there's no meat in this. Oh. Yeah. As best we can tell... It's from the worm farm. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't. Oh, this is bad. Oh, God. Oh, I feel like we could have an entire, like, segment oh, basically man. picking apart Eddie's house, his family, and everything about his lifestyle. <laughs> Just trying to figure out what it's all about. <laughs> but ultimately, it gets to the point of things that I don't like about this movie. And actually, the National Lampoon's movies in general is they focus so yes. much on how much money he spends. It's always something with like, oh, now we got to figure out how to get money. Now we got to figure out how to get money. It's always him shelling out money. And yeah. I just, that part doesn't resonate well with me. It makes me very uncomfortable. And uh, I'm sure it makes a lot of people not want to go on vacation. You know, vacations are expensive. However, yeah. Yeah, for... For me, National Lampoon's always seems to... You know National Lampoon movies when you see them. They they have a certain stigma behind them. They have a certain comedy style behind them. And they definitely set out to do something in terms of trying to push the envelope. Uh, trying to be a little bit more grotesque than most movies would be allowed to. Things like that. Just trying to pull from memory. You got Van Wilder in which, you know, he uses the Bulldogs... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he uses his bulldogs. Uh, I'm trying to think of a PG word for this, but he he fills the eclairs with his bulldogs' essence and then gives them away oh, to no. to the other rivals. Yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, I, I laughed really hard at, at that growing up, but you know, it's like it's stuff like that. It's sit down and think about it. It's actually really horrifying. It is horrifying. Yeah. It's it, it's stuff like that in this specifically. Harold Ramis he said that one of the uh, most embarrassing things about the movie for him because this is the only R-rated vacation movie out of all four. So that explains all the swearing at the end. I'm just like, wow. There's that's all of that's really out of left field. This was uh, National Lampoon like in its heyday. This is like them putting their full oomph behind this movie. Yeah, he said that honestly in his entire career. Honestly, the most politically incorrect sequence he's ever shot is the entire St. Louis shot, where they're going back through the... Uh, through the ghetto? Yeah, through the ghetto and trying to find directions. That scene embarrassed the living hell out of him, and it's... Honestly, he, he was worried about shooting this movie because it didn't fit with his style, the National Lampoon style of things, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely... 
it goes in its own direction sometimes, that's for sure. And there's stuff in here that I don't think Harold Ramis would have chose to put in the movie, but again, he didn't write this movie entirely by himself. It was actually written by, uh, I said it earlier, uh, John Hughes, and that's why, if you'll know, it starts in Chicago, because all John Hughes movies do, so... Yeah, write what you know, right? Yep, and exactly. You're exactly. off into St. Louis territory, I guess. Yep. And racial stereotypes and jokes, haha. Yep, things I don't like about this movie. Careful for the Indians, which I guess came back nicely at the end of the movie. It did, uh, it did. Or yeah. mid-movie where the couple of indigenous peoples of America <laughs> helped them get a tow truck. They look at Clark and say, what an asshole. That, uh, I love That's that. That's fair. <laughs> yep, yep. Because really, another thing I don't like about this movie, Clark is an asshole. No, Clark is a terrible person. He's a terrible father. He's a terrible husband. Okay, let's let's change this. Yes. The longer you watch the film, the worse of a husband and father he he is. At the beginning, he's your stereotypical like suburban dad. Right. Overbearing, optimistic father who doesn't have a chance to uh, hang out with his kids and doesn't want to lose out on the time with the kids. I can understand that, and I can, uh, yeah, I, I, I get what he's going for. Like, that, that's a thing that a lot of people across the world can associate with, they can identify with. Not wanting to lose that time of your childhood, li- child's lives. And then. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's not, like, a bad father, per se. Like, he's not. He's not abusive. He's just self, he's just really self-centered. He's self-centered, he's aloof, he has his own interests in mind constantly, (laughs) he's willing to go way, way past the normal means of what anybody would ever put up just to fulfill what he wants to have done or his his goals. Yeah, yeah, definitely that kind of guy. Sure, and I think maybe in the 1980s, this is what they considered comedy. Yeah. It was like that one time when we watched that movie Stripes and they showed the uh, RV that was supposed to be the urban assault vehicle. And I said, oh, right. We're supposed to be watching a comedy. This is supposed to be funny. Maybe it just hit differently back then that that was supposed to be funny. Being a terrible person who cheats on their wife is supposed to be a funny thing. There you have it. Sometimes things don't age well when you have a different, you know, decade. Millennia? We're in a different millennia. I mean, we're several decades into the future at this point. Yeah, some might say we're almost uh, 30 years into the future of this movie. More like 40. 40. Don't... Yeah, 40. Because this movie's older than me. Woohoo! I think this movie's older than everybody here, except, you know, if we had Joe here, then we could make a joke, but... Yeah, yeah. Joe would have been just a young whippersnapper, so... (laughs) (laughs) Things I don't care about. I don't care about... uh... Eddie, I don't care about Edna. They're not fun characters. They're just a burden to the movie. Bring everyone down. Even the dog biting people. That's It's funny the first time, but then it just becomes a trope and kind of exhausting. And honestly, like the National Lampoon movie, Caddyshack, like there's, there's just bad people, bad things happening all over the place. And instead of making me laugh, they exhaust me. I just get like, okay, fine, whatever. I, the first time I watched this movie, I just stopped watching. It's just like, okay, fine, okay. And when you have say, okay, fine, so many times in a movie, it becomes just exhausting. Stagnant. And uh, like, you don't, if you don't, luckily this one, this time around, I was able to pull out a lot of the fun jokes. I was able to latch onto those things. So I was able to keep myself in the movie and be able to keep 
comedy head about my shoulders, but certain movies, the comedy, the jokes don't land as well. And so when you put in these dips in the movie, and I'm not talking about dumb people, although dumb people are dips and they are in this movie. (laughs) When you put in the emotional dips in the movie, they just hit so much harder because you don't have the jokes to kind of pull you out. So I have to be in the actual right frame of mind to watch these movies, and I have to pay attention to notice the subtle jokes as well as the overt jokes in order to be able to stay with these movies. And that's why I can't watch these movies passively. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. Yeah, there's there there's a lot of there's a lot of things in well, like I said, a lot in these these sorts of films that they were funny at one point, but you know, we as a society have grown to find them to be well, wrong. Yeah. He made the black guy roll like a dog. That's a thing that happens in this very movie. I mean, the black guy did try to defend himself to his boss, who obviously wasn't paying attention to him. Yeah, uh, the very, very uh, obvious Walt Disney lookalike. They, they, they didn't have Disney's permission to use the name of Disney, I guess, but, I mean, obvi- that's what they're going for. I like Roy Wally. He's a nice guy. Is he, though? Yeah. Is he too nice? Maybe. Like, he lets these people off after two weeks, and he like, the biggest problem is, after he says, no, I'm not going to press charges, Clark says, I told you to trust me to his family, and not thank you for being so understanding. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll get out of your hair now. Yeah. No, that's, that's a valid point. His ego comes through right at the end of the movie, and it's so... At the end of the movie, it's all over the place. It's probably one of the reasons why I don't like Chevy Chase, because all of his characters are exactly the same. Man, I can get the comedy of him having a gun, taking John Candy on a bunch of rides and having a good time. Like, that was a lot of fun. That's completely ego-driven, but also very funny and a lot of fun. But the line of, I told you to trust me after he, like immediately after he says, I'm not going to press charges just hit me in such a wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. So you would never want to go on a vacation with Clark Griswold is what you're saying. I would not. Uh, I'd rather fly. Yeah. I would definitely rather fly. So then did the movie do what it set out to do? Make me not want to go go cross country in a vehicle in a wheeled vehicle i mean i guess i really still don't understand the print like the the the, what this movie was setting out to do other than to make a farce of everything i think it was setting up to make a comedy yeah yeah yeah. it was trying to make a comedy and instead it ruined my favorite pastime of driving around the country you know who else (laughs) likes driving around the country joe he does he does and that's why i'd love to hear his take on this Damn it, Joe. How dare you be gone? That's all right. That's fine. Do we have anything else to say about this movie? I mean, for all the pr- thing, all the problems that we, we've had with this movie, it was entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go back. I went on a rant. I did say that I enjoy, oh, that I was able to pull the movie, comedy out. The movie was overall more entertaining than it was depressing, and I had a better time with this movie than I have in the past, and it was... It was... That's yeah, right. We're supposed to do... Has this movie held up? And for me, I think the movie holds up in as much as I still enjoyed watching it. It doesn't hold up technology-wise. It's really fun to go back and watch old technology and see what new technology could do for your uh, your movies to fix a lot of things. What do you do with a dead body? <laughs> what 
<laughs> what do you do in that situation? You drop it off at the hospital? Like, the hospitals are 24 hours a day, right? I would assume. You drop it off at yeah, the old police I, station? I have such a hard time, like, thinking, well, personally, me thinking back to the days before cell phones, it is mind-boggling how how we did things without having that kind of connection to information. Yeah. It's just, I've, just within the last few weeks, I've been, I've had this same thought. How did we do this when I was 10? How did my family That's do any question. of this stuff? Because we're so connected now. Road trips, you had the, uh, you had the almanac, not the almanac, the map book, the 50 state map book. And you'd learn how to read maps really well and figure out where you're at. And you'd have one person constantly being the map person, trying to figure out where you are, where you're going, and how many exits you had to go, how many miles down the road. And there's classes on how to read maps. It was wild. But it, it's not just the traveling part. Like, if you were on vacation and grandma died, like, mid-road trip, what, what would, like, what do you do? I almost paused the movie, but I was already way too cut in close to do that. There's certain points where I wanted to rewind, like, was that a real dog? He just ripped off the ground, but I couldn't because it was already too, uh, I waited too long to watch this movie. But I had that question while watching this movie. What do you do with the dead body? And I was going to Google it and I said, I'll deal with it when it comes. I have a phone. <laughs> this is not information I need right now. That's what I'm getting at, like. 30 to 40 years ago, well, yeah. Like it's, what would it's you do? Just... I have no idea. I think you just go to a hospital and be like, can you save this person? I mean, they went to Flagstaff. Flagstaff has to have a hospital, right? You'd think. You, you'd hope. <sighs> yeah, no, these are very, very, very good questions. Like, what do you do? Also, beyond that, like, you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere and you lose your credit cards. Yeah. Having to wait for a check or not being able to cash a check because you don't have a credit card that functions, things like that. Like cell phones and just the interconnectivity being gone. It's just so crazy to go back to this. Yes. And this was even before time machines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the early ATMs uh, in Wisconsin take your money everywhere. Very Midwestern brand. Time, T-Y-M-E. might be very Wisconsin. I'm very Wisconsin brand. But go ahead and look up time machines. They exist. T-Y-M-E. It was a booth. And you'd go in there and use an ATM. So when I was back to the, back to the, yeah. the 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 question at hand, does this movie hold up? I would say yes. I don't know how much so in terms of the great American dream of going cross country in a, in a vehicle, because I don't feel like that dream's alive anymore. I feel like the dream probably died sometime in the late eighties, nineties. I really don't think there's a lot of people clamoring with big wide eyes about going cross-country in a vehicle with the kids anymore. I just don't think it's a thing. No, because it sucks. It does suck. <laughs> like, the, the society has, has changed so much from being patient. I wouldn't want to go on vacation and spend nine, 80 to 90% of the vacation traveling. I'd rather get to the, I'd rather get to the place that I'd wanted to be at, at vacation and just relax there. Which is a point that they try exactly. to make at the very beginning of the, the movie with why are we driving versus flying. I personally enjoy a good road trip, honestly. I've been on several as an adult, and yeah, the in-between parts where you're just driving. But did you go alone, or did you go with a bunch of people? Uh, usually one to two people. So, you weren't doing yeah, you weren't like, doing a group of people in a vehicle. It was you and... Right, I didn't go with, I didn't go with kids, which immediately makes it exponentially better i didn't have aunt edna 
So that made it a whole lot well, better. Well, they didn't have an end until Eddie dropped the, dropped her on them. Right, and that was that really it really was a turning point into just how much fun they were having on that trip. I planned it out, and yeah, you go like, okay, I'm going to drive, and the driving parts are insane. But there's so many cool things to see just as you go go along. That I drove down to Savannah. We stopped in uh, Louisville, saw how they make bats, and then we stopped in Tennessee. Got a bunch of whiskey, stopped at some Civil War sites on the way down, stopped at Lincoln's cabin in Illinois. You know, you, you make your stops and you check them out and you're like, oh, cool, I saw that. Now, okay, that's something I did. And for some people, I could definitely see how that is just not worth it. Those are just stupid things to eat up time as you're going down. But also it's part of the experience of going on a road trip and it's 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 fun in its own right if you are into that sort of thing of just doing the most random shit that you can do however i still wouldn't go to the world's largest mud house because anytime you see the world's largest anything it is so underwhelming what the world's largest ball of twine is really not that big the world's largest mud house isn't going to really be all that big I mean, if you're going to go see the world's largest building, then cool. But that's going to be surrounded by a shit ton of other things. The Burj Khalifa? I guess. In Dubai? I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it is because I don't care. They put the world's largest building in the middle of a shit ton of people, and I don't want to be around those people. That's also why road trips work for me is because it gets me away from, from the crowds. Okay, that's fair. But anyways, uh, Andrew, movie hold up for you. Yeah, I'd say so. For for from just a pure comedy standpoint, it it definitely hits all the right punches. Still enough in this movie to make it worth a uh, worth a view, at least once, maybe twice. So uh, is that is that all we got? I can't think of anything else. I fear so. Are we all good. Or is that us tying a movie to the bumper of a car and dragging it across the highways <laughs> to bring you this movie, National Lampoon's Vacation? Oh, man, that's one thing I forgot to mention. This movie makes me appreciate that we got away from luggage racks. Because what the hell? What, what a concept, right? Strap your crap to the roof of the car and let it get wet, let it fall off. Yeah, super useful for uh, kayaks, though, if you're into that sort of thing, which I also yeah, have yeah, kayaks. Yeah. But not luggage. Just not luggage. Nah, nah, put that shit inside. And why are you strapping... Why are you putting all of your credit cards and identification inside a fucking vanity, which is going to be on the outside of your car? Why, why, <laughs> why would you put that on the outside of your car and then drive through St. Louis? It's part of the absurdity of the movie. And that was us closing Florida to bring you this movie... National Lampoon's Vacation. If you could leave a comment, we love comments. We wish we would hear more from you people. If you are out there, please let us know. Have a have a good word. Or, you know, uh, let Google hear from you. Just take your phone out and yell at your phone. It'll be a good time. Everyone will not wonder what you're doing. Yeah, just just say something nice about us about your phone. That'd be great. Yeah. You're here to tell us about like the, the numbers of the people that are listening. And I'm betting there's a bunch of other people who are, who do listen, but haven't subscribed yet. Maybe, maybe do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. We'd, we'd be cool with the, subscri- the subscriptions. That helps. That helps us make, make this podcast bigger. I mean, right now we're, we really, we don't have sponsors. It's just us doing whatever we want. Like this is entirely just a labor of love for the four of us. So like, if you want us to do more, let us know but honestly we just uh we we enjoy doing this thanks for stopping by uh we will 
see you again in two weeks when we watch Milo and Otis at the same time. And then we rewind again. That's how we do it, right? Oh my god, you guys are going to hate this movie. <laughs> You're going to hate this movie. Uh, Just to spite you, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. Are you? I don't believe it. I won't I won't believe it till it happens. I can't wait to watch Ilo and Modus.